Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. Been having these things, just uh, pondering on them and rolling around in my heart and, and, uh, I believe the Lord's been helping, giving us, <clears throat> giving us some uh, understanding here about some things. First Thessalonians 5.23, it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit, everyone say your spirit, and soul, and body, be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so notice he talks about three areas of man. He, ta- he says that he talks about the spirit of man, the soul of man, and the body of man. Now, you know, most, you know, most people are familiar with the body. And we're also, we spend a lot of time on the, the mind or the soul. But very few will acknowledge the spirit. But the Bible says that you and I are made up. Soul and body. Amen. Say that with me. We're spirit, soul, and we're body. Now, we know there, there are some things that we do understand, and uh, one of them is the rich man and Lazarus talks about in there where, the, where both of those, rich man and Lazarus, both died, remember? And it said that uh, the rich man, he, raised, he uh, lifted up his eyes in Hades, and then the uh, uh, Lazarus is over in Abraham's bosom. And it said that the rich Now the bodies were still on earth. And the Bible says when they died that the angels carried them away. But we see that they're still, they're still there as a person. All their, their faculties, they had, they were experiencing that uh, the rich man he remembered because he was told so that my brothers would not come. So he remembered who Lazarus was, and so we see that. And they, you know, obviously they looked the same, but yet they weren't there in body. But we see that their spirit and soul were there. Amen. So, so we want to look tonight. I want to, I want to concentrate more on the soul. But I want to give you some, just to get, lay some groundwork here. The soul is, is a component. It contains the mind, the will, and the emotion. That's what the Bible teaches us. The soul is a mind, will, and we see that even with that uh, talking about the rich man and Lazarus. We see that he still had his will to do something. We still see he had his memory intact, his, and we see the emotions. And so the soul, you know, we just think, well, the spirit's just a blob. No, the spirit is not a blob. Your spirit, man, is just going to look like you, but a hundred times better when you come out of there and with no restrictions. Hallelujah. Amen. 
you're not going to know what it feels good, what feel good feels like until you're out of your body. Amen? And you're going to think, whoo, man, was I hindered when I was on earth. But we see here, so the spirit of man, glory to God, is, is, the, is us, the real us. We're just in a body. We call this our earth suit. And as long as you keep your earth suit, you get to stay here on earth. But if you lose your earth suit for any reason, then you have to go. And depending upon your choice, where you've chosen to, to go after in eternity, whether you will go to heaven or hell, hopefully we'll, we know, praise God, we're not going to see the rich man. Amen. Hallelujah. But so the soul is a mind, will, and emotions. We know the body. We know that what it has is, is basically uh, the feelings are coming through here. And we know the spirit of man, really the, the, what, what lies in the spirit of man is the conscience of man. Now, I've just, I like to look at it this way. When, it, when the Bible speaks about the heart, all right, it doesn't always refer to just spirit of man. It, it really, the, when, it's, when it talks about the heart, it also means the spirit and the soul together because they're both in the heart, the, what the Bible talks about in the heart. So you really just have to read it carefully and decide to decide what is he talking. Sometimes it is just talking about the spirit itself, the spirit of man. But many times when the heart is mentioned, a lot of times it's talking about the soul. It's spirit too. Otherwise, then when we see the rich man down there, he would just be, you know, a spirit with no emotions, no, no will, no, no thought, no understanding, no recollection of any knowledge or anything. And so when we talk about the heart, many times it's talking about it's, it's inclusive of spirit and soul, and sometimes it's not talking about both of them together. Sometimes it's just talking about one, the spirit of man and the soul of man, the mind. And you're going to see why that's important. So, but as a Christian, the emphasis for you and I, once we are born again, once our, once our spirits are saved, once we are a new creature in Christ, we accepted Christ, his spirit has come in us. The Bible says that the old man was crucified with Christ. We died, and we got a new man. So you become a new person. Amen? So you can't just come to church and get on the roll and say you're a Christian. That doesn't make you a Christian. And it doesn't make you. We, I asked a man the other day. He was up in the hospital as a uh, nurse, and I was just sort of, you know, filling him out and said, hey, are you a Christian? And he said this, well, I'm trying to be. Well, that told me right there, if I took that face value, I would come away saying, no, you're not a Christian because you can't try to be a Christian. Are you here? You can't, you, you are either or or you're either not because it's not trying that makes you a Christian. It's God makes you a Christian because you called upon the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And so many people have got, basically the world has got that so confused, you know, they're looking at it merely as a works program or, a, or an effort program or something of that sort, and that's not it. 
And so they go, just because they go to church, they do charitable things, they do good, and maybe, and then maybe they even act better than some Christians, really. But that don't make you a Christian. It's Jesus Christ that makes you a Christian believing on him. Amen. And so the emphasis now for you and I is the soul. That's what the Bible began speaking to us about that we need to begin to work on. You don't need to work on the spirit because the spirit is complete and he's perfect in Christ. All right, the body, yeah, we do need to take control of the flesh, but you can't really uh, take control of the flesh unless you get the, the soul renewed. Okay, now let me give you some scriptures on this. Um, Ephesians 4.23, it says, Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Talking to believers, you and I. What We're to renew our mind. Notice that that's not left up to God. Well, God just, I'm just confessing that you'll renew my mind. I confess I have a renewed mind. That doesn't get you a renewed mind. <laughs> All right? I wish, it was, I wish it was that easy. Praise the Lord. Lord, just bless me with a renewed mind. No, you have to do something. Say, I have to do something. Amen. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world. So God, once we, once we are born again, God doesn't want us to be like the world. All right? We're, the Bible says that you and I are not of this world. We live in this world, but we're not of this world any longer. All right? So he says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of my, your mind. Notice again, talking about the mind. What's the mind? Tell me what the mind is. We just told you what the mind was. Soul. <clears throat> the soul. Okay, mind, will, and emotions. So we're talking about the soul of man. So he says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so our minds, are, we are to renew our minds with the knowledge of God by the help of the Holy Ghost. I can't emphasize that last part the most. By the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Like tonight, you're believing that he'll show you something and impart something to you. Because if he's not helping us, if he's not giving utterance, and if he's not shining light on it, then we can sit here and it's just nothing more than a, a class where we just gain some knowledge. But we want more than knowledge. We want something that's changing our lives that we're being transformed. Amen. We're not, you're not completely transformed yet. That's something that you'll work on until Christ comes and, and catches us away. That's part of the mind, transforming, going from light to light, going from faith to faith, going from the glory to glory. All right? It's a process. Everyone say it's a process. Okay. So again, notice who's supposed to do this. You are. Amen. The Christian is. The believer is. 
Amen. That's not, that's not left up to God, and it's, not nothing, it's nothing that's going to naturally happen. It's going to be something that you purpose to ha- for it to happen. Now go over to 3 John 2. Third John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you may as, now see, if, if, it's, if, if it's inspired by the Spirit of God, and we certainly believe it is, amen, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost moved on holy men of God to bring forth the Word of God here that you and I are, you know, reading today. So it has to be the will of God. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Does God want you to prosper? Huh? Does he want you to have success? Success in your life? Yes, he wants you to have success in all of your affairs of life. He wants us to be successful. He wants you to prosper. Amen. And be in what? Health. So there, glory to God, someone says, well, you know, you just talk about, there's this, you guys just believe like there's this health and wealth club. Yeah, we do, and we belong to it. It's called the Health and Wealth Club that God had put together for us. And he says, so he says, I pray that you may as prosper, be in health. Notice what it says, though. Even as your soul, your soul prospereth. So it looks like to me, anyhow, that your soul is, if your soul prospereth, which is, tell me what your soul is, your mind, will, and emotions. Okay, so if that, if that is prospering, then notice what else is going to come on the heels of that. You're going to prosper in the affairs of your life and in your health. Amen. So that means, so just those three verses, there's other verses, but just those three verses is telling us how important it is for you and I to work on the soul. This should be an ongoing thing that we that we are doing is working on the soul of man. Amen. Because if we're working on the soul, then these other areas are going to begin to increase in our lives. The things that we want, the things that we desire, the things that we need of, glory to God, and they're going to come to us because we're working, uh, prospering the soul. Amen. Now, go with me to Romans 8, 6. This is where it gets really good, I think. Hallelujah. This is a good piece of meat tonight, I'm telling you. <clears throat> Romans 8, 6. Now, for to be carnally minded is what? Is what? Death, but to be what? Spiritually minded is life and peace. Now notice it didn't just say to be carnal is death or to be spiritual is life and peace. Notice what it says. It says carnally. So tell me again what the mind is. Where's the mind located in us? In the soul. So when you leave, so when you leave earth, is your soul going to be attached to you and you're going? Let's hope so. You, or you'd be a dummy Christian up there. <laughs> Amen. 
No, it, it comes with us. It's you. It's, it's this, and understand this, the only way that we can break it up is because of the teaching, but it's intertwined, you know. It's just so intertwined. There's no way that you could divide it other than if by the word of God. But notice the soul of man, he says, to be carnally minded is death. Is death. And he says, if you'll be spiritually minded, or I'd say it this way, be God-minded, then is life and peace. Now, let's look here for a moment. I want to look and see about what carnal is. All right, let's, let's sort of define that a little more. Go over to 1 Corinthians 3. Let the, let's let the Bible explain it. Can we be carnally minded and still live? Well, obviously we can. Though it's not talking about a death where you, you have to lay your body down. Here's a scripture while you're turning, well, while we get there. Um, 1 Timothy 5, 6 says, She that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. She that liveth in pleasure is dead while she lives. What does that mean? Well, she's alive, and it says, so she's fulfilling the gratification of the flesh and, and the lust of her flesh. And the Bible says while she lives, she don't realize she's dead. See, we're not gonna, you're not going to realize what life is, life is until we are totally, totally out of this body. And you're going to think, whoa, whoa, this life that has been, been, been trapped up in me. And only few have really went to the depth of it and, and began to enjoy what it is from their spirit. Amen. Because in order for us to tap into that life, then we have to be, we have to be spiritually minded. And to the level that you are will be to the degree that you enjoy that life. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 through 3. And I, brethren, could not speak as unto you spiritual. Now he's talking to the church. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to the church. He says, I could not speak as unto you spiritual, but as unto carnal. Everyone say carnal. Uh, another word for that is fleshly. I've heard someone say that they've looked up and it says meatheads. A meathead. And so, even as babes in Christ. Go on, verse 2. I have fed you with milk. What's the milk? Well, he talks about the milk of the word of God. Just like, you know, the Bible likens us when we get born again that we're like babes in, we're babes just like a, a, a physical little baby is born. Well, we're like, sort of like that in Christ and we have to grow. Amen. And so he, he says, I fed you with milk and not with meat. He says, for hereto you are not able to bear it. So 
even when they should be off the milk of the word of God and able to go on into the other things of God, they're still not able to go on. They're easily offended. They're, they're, they, choke, they choke on much of the word, and so they're not able to really give him, they're not able to give, him, give them much revelation of the word. He says, he says, neither yet now are we able. Verse 3. For you are yet carnal, for wherein there is among you envy and strife and division, and you are not carnal, and you walk as men. One translation says you walk as mere man, or you walk as men of the world, men that are unsaved. So Paul's addressing this, and he says, you guys are still babies. Because, listen, you're, you, I can't tell any difference between you and those out there that are unsaved. You're still acting, you're still acting and walking as the world is. You're arguing, you're bickering, there's strife, there's envy, there's division, there's cliques within you. He said, that's no difference than the world is. And he said, and he uh, prefaced that with, you're carnal. That's what carnality is. Are you here? Amen. I wanted you to see what carnal is. Because if we're carnal-minded, it's what? It's death. It's death. All right. So here we see, we see what, there, what he is associating carnality to, envy, strife, division, jealous, jealousy, unforgiveness, all of this stuff, just again, acting unsaved, but they are saved. They are born again, all right? So don't, don't, try, to, don't try to say that they're not born again. No, they are Christians, but the reason why they're acting this way is because they've not taken the time to renew their minds. Their minds have not been renewed yet. And they're yielding to what he's saying here, the flesh. Now go over with Galatians 5. 5, 19 through 21. Okay, now uh, Paul tells the church at Galatians, he says, now the works of the flesh are manifest. Well, manifest means they're working uh, the they're they're being this is being seen outwardly. Okay, this is happening among you. All right, when it's manifest. He says, which are these? Adultery, fornication. We don't talk about fornication much because you know we've got a new society, new social, and it's okay and accepted. But not by the word, right? Uncleanness. Lasciviousness, you'd, you'd like to do a little word study on what those mean. Go on to verse 20. Idolatry. Now, what are we talking about? The works of the what? Works of the flesh, right? These are the works of the flesh. So any of these actions that we see happening, he, the Bible says that's the works of the flesh. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variances, emulation, wrath, Strife? Where do we see strife at a minute ago? Huh? Back over at the Corinthian church. Remember? Strife, division. He called, and, and notice he called it carnal there, 
Now he calls it the works of the flesh. Are you here? Hang on, this is going to get good. I just need to set this up. I see Mark's back there just sort of fidgety. (laughs) Variance, emulation, wrath. No, that's not true. Mark's probably the most holiest person in here. Wrath, (laughs) strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling. And you say, shoo, didn't get mine. Well, he says, and then which I tell you before, the, the things such like. So you, you sort of got an idea what we're talking about, the, the works of the flesh, right? Amen. I think it, we, that's pretty obvious. You, can just pretty, you wouldn't even have to have these scriptures. I think you could have got that. He says, of which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that these, the, the, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not even going to go into that right now. But I just want you to know, I want you to see that what he called carnality over in 1 Corinthians 3, here he's calling the works of the flesh. Now, it's also in reference sometimes as the old man. Because Ephesians says, put off the old man and put on the new man. Well, when it's talking about that, then it's talking again about carnality. It's talking about the works of the flesh. And, and we're going to, um, I'll tell you this, I don't think we'll have time to look at it, but it's also called the body of sin. This is called the body of sin. You look at it over in, it's over in Romans 6, uh, Romans 8, 6. No, wait a minute, that's what we're quoting. Um, Romans 6, 6 talks about it being called the body of sin. Now, when we're talking about this, this is talking about all of this. Okay, it's all together, just different names here. Now, um, go back. Let's go back to Romans 8, 6 again. So, are you getting, so do you see if those works of the flesh are manifesting then you see what it's going to produce. Can we agree on that? For to be carnally minded is death. All right? Now, what I want you, what I want to get across to you and show you is this. Um, the flesh, which is the body of sin, so notice he even makes it real, he makes it real clear where it's located at. It's in, oh, thanks. It's in the body. It's in, it's in, it's our, when he calls it the flesh, so all of this comes out of our body. Amen. Now we talk about, now the other part of man, remember, is the spirit. And out of the spirit of man, guess what? We're called the temple of the Holy Ghost. We know that God lives in us. Right? He's in our spirit. When you get born again, he's in your spirit. Don't try to explain it. It'll, it'll hurt your little mind. But he lives in there. The one who raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Resur- resurrection power is in you. And the Bible talks about your spirit man. And I'm not going to have time to go over there either. And it's over in um, 
first, 2 Peter 1.4 talks about the divine nature in your spirit. So everything that, everything that God brings to you, all the promises of God, health, prosper, prospering, answers, uh, grace, everything that God has is, comes through the spirit of man. That's how you receive from God. You're not receiving that here. You, everything is, transfer, is transmitted through your spirit. And the reason why is because your spirit. God is a spirit and you're a spirit. We don't, we don't, we don't, lo- we don't get him with our mind. We don't get him with our, and, and we sort of do, but, but we don't get him with our flesh. All right, we don't receive anything with our body. Okay, can you agree on this? <laughs> All right, because this is going to be important here because I want you to get a hold of this part of it. Romans 8, 6 says, for to be carnally minded is death. So let me ask you where death comes from. It comes from our flesh. The sin, nature, the, sin the body of sin is coming from, from our flesh, all right? It's got death in it. Well, then he says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So where's life and peace come from? Your spirit. Because you're a new creature in Christ. That's the divine, that uh, spirit is the divine nature. Hallelujah. And it's interesting that when he said over in Thessalonians, he said that you are spirit, soul, and body, that the soul is between spirit and body. Because your soul is a deciding factor which one is going to be have dominion in your life. The Bible tells us we're not to let the flesh have dominion. Because why? If we let the flesh have dominion, it's going to bring death. Things are going to die. You may not realize it, but every time that you're letting that, that you're giving energy to the flesh, then death is working to some degree. In relationships, in in your finances, everything about your your affairs, you're allowing that to work. But if you are uh, letting the spirit of man take dominion, then life will come. Health will come. Amen. Prosperity, success will come to you because your spirit is the, the divine, is divine nature. And your soul, you, which is where your will is, because you choose. You're the one who chooses what you're going to be experiencing and what you're going to be having God doesn't choose amen and so to be carnal minded now God gave me a pretty good illustration of this because when I was up there with Jesse in the hospital she had these IV bags on there and the Lord reminded me he said uh, he said that's like he said that's like Romans 6 about being carnally minded and being spiritually minded. And I said, well, how's that working? 
Well, because you can have bags, the bags up there, you know, they have medicine in there, and they're bringing, they're bringing infusion into the body. Well, let's suppose that this one bag up here is life. All right? Let's say it's the life of God. And then this over here is death. They're both, they're both connected. You're connected to your flesh. Right? Your, your soul is the only, only thing that can touch, touch your flesh and touch your spirit. Isn't that amazing? It really is. The soul, man. That's why it's so important that we choose that we choose the right thing to do. Because if we choose wrong, then we're going to be given, we're going to be yielding to death. If we choose life, the spirit, we're going to be choosing to life. But notice he says to be carnal, you've got to get a hold of this part, to be carnally minded. Think on, think on. And in and, and Galatians, all of those things that he's talking about are the worldly things, right? And he says if you think on, let's just take for example a, a having an affair. He said, you know, if you think on that, Okay, imagine this. So I'm starting, let's say I'm watching, you know, these soap operas, they're like 100 times worse than they were years, years ago now. But if you watch one of those, and all you're seeing is, you know, men and women just sacking up, and they're having affairs, and they're, they're just no restrictions, nothing on there, then guess what? Drip. Drip. Guess which bag's dripping? Drip, drip, because what you think on is going to depend upon what's dripping into your life. What you're thinking on, what you're being mindful of, whether you're, now this is, I'm not even talking about the action itself. Now, in, in light of that, go to Matthew 5. Say, this is good. Matthew 5, verse 27, sorry. <laughs> Matthew 5, 27. 27, 28, actually. He says, you have, Jesus, this is Jesus saying it. You have heard that it was said by them of old time that thou shalt not commit adultery. All right? But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Now, remember I talked about the heart, the spirit, and the soul? Remember that? The soul and the spirit? So, in this instance, I believe that when he's saying heart, he's talking about the mind. Because that's part of the heart. And so you could say that whosoever looked on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her, with her already in his mind. Even though the action has never been committed, but notice what's happened. Him looking, and it's not just talking about a look, just, you know, a glance or whatever. It's talking about you're thinking on it. You're entertaining it. 
Why? You're drip, drip. You're watching it on TV, drip. You're talking to other people who have done it, drip. You're imagining that, that going through it, drip. You're imagining how you can, you know, get away, drip. See, Jesus said, notice, it's not even the action that produces the death. You're, in take, you're taking it right now, the death. You're letting it come into you right now. You're spiritually minded, you're being carnally minded, and so death is being infused into you. And depending on how much of it you let in, eventually you will begin, you will act it out. And that's not where the sin was. That's not where the harm came of. The harm, the harm began the moment that you began entertaining it. And every time that you're feeding on it in any capacity, any way, then drip, drip. And let me tell you, it takes a lot of drips. I washed it up at the hospital. Drip. And you're thinking, why don't they hurry up and just get this? But it just goes drip. And you think there's no effect, nothing's happening. But what? Guess what? Drip. It's going in you. It's going in you. And this is why, listen to me, this is why you can go out and correct a situation. People, I know, I know one person in particular, uh, not, not even in church, they got caught, and guess what? They said they'll never do it no more, and they're, you know, and they did things to make it look, their appearance and everything be all right and, and for on, guess what though? It doesn't matter if it's still drip, drip. If they don't, if they don't change their mind, if they don't quit taking out of this bag of death, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what kind of fix you try to do naturally. Are you here? You can't do it. You can do everything you want, but if you still got drip, drip, drip coming into you, guess what? It is going to affect and it is going to manifest somewhere again. In some way, it will manifest. Are you here? Because it's always bringing death, things are dying. Are you here? So what is the only remedy for that? Well, you know, the world's, their, their only remedy for this is, you know, you know, extreme, we're gonna, you can't do this no more. Why did you do this? You can't do it no more, da, 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 da. Well, uh, we'll medicate you and you won't do this no more. And, you know, you're gonna have to, that's, that's the only thing the world has. And it works and it alleviates it for a moment. But if you're still letting drip, drip come in, the carnal mind, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You've got to get rid of the death. You've got to get rid of the carnal mind. You can't think on those things. What do I need to do? I need to turn that bag off and I need to turn this bag on of life I need to turn that one on 
so that it'll bring peace into my life. And it'll bring life into it. And it'll even bring health if you drip, let it drip long enough. Amen. But you gotta, you got to allow that thing to drip into your life. You've got to keep your mind spiritual. And you can't come in here to church and we hook you up IV for 30 minutes and then as soon as you walk out of church, then you switch bags and you go for the rest of the week and have death dripping in. And don't work that way. Because whichever one you're given heed to, yielding to, is going to be the one that's going to have dominion. And if you're feeding, listen, if you're feeding on life, here's what's going to happen. The spirit of man on the inside of you is going to be energized and he's going to begin to take dominion in your life. And he is victory, he is life, he is health, he is joy in the Holy Ghost. He's all, everything you need, that's what the spirit of man is encased on the inside of you. And the only way that he comes alive is that you have life being flowed into you through the word of God, that you are meditating on that word and you are keeping that drip constantly coming in. And it will change your life. It will change whatever it is that ails, that ails you, whatever it is that's your problem, if you'll stay hooked up long, and long enough to it, it will overcome it. The spirit of man will come. But if you take on, but if you take and keep hooked up to death, what's happened? You're energizing the flesh. And you're causing the attributes of the flesh to come alive. And you're keeping, that, you're keeping that old man alive. And God says, put him to death. Starve him. Don't let him have any, don't let him have any rights in your life. See, you're the ones in control. We are. Not, not God. We just got to get hooked up to the right bag. Get the right IV in. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua 1.8, and we'll close here. Let's talk a little bit about hooking up to the life bag. See, this has sort of helped me because I've been, I've been going around and just purposely throughout the day just imagining, okay, glory to God, I need a drip. Lord, thank you, greater is he that is in me. Drip. Really? Thank you, Lord. You're meeting all my needs according to your riches and glory. Drip. But notice which bag I'm hooked up to. Life. 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 Yeah. Because to be spiritually minded. Spiritually minded. I wish, I, I totally wish we could just, you're spiritually minded now. Go your way. I wish we could do that. Amen. We would have the mega, mega, mega church. Amen. Maybe not. Once you got it, they probably go. <laughs> well, I don't even have to go to church now. No. You have, you, you have to work on this. You have to want it. You have to believe that it's that important to you to stay spiritually minded.
amen, to stay hooked up to the bag of life, glory to God, once you leave these doors and that through the week that you're going to be taking that more and more and more all the time. He says, verse 8, this, bo- this book of the law, now under the, you know, the, under the, back then it was called the Pentateuch, the five books of the Bible is all they had, but now we got the whole counsel, the whole word of God. So th- this Bible, this Bible, this word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth. What does that mean? That means you're going to, whatever it is you're meditating, whatever you're believing, whatever you're, you're uh, got your faith out, whatever it is the Lord said, you're going to keep, make sure you talk about it. You're going to talk it to yourself. Well, I don't talk to myself. Everybody talks to themselves. I don't know how I'm going to get through that. Where's, well, there's nobody here. Who are you talking to? You? Everybody does it. Amen. Meditation is talking to yourself. Meditating. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. That means you're going to have to keep it in your mouth. You're going to have to keep it tomorrow. Glory to God. Keep it in the morning. Keep it in the noontime. And keep it at nighttime. In your mouth. And when you're speaking it, when you're saying it, guess what? You're hooked up to the drip. 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 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Drip. I need a couple more. I can do all things through Christ. Drip, drip, drip. Okay? Well, I've done it. Well, I know you've only had a few drips, though. Keep it going. Because if you keep it running, it'll work. It, what's it doing? It's going into your inner man. It's going into the spirit of man. Glory to God, the one who's been idle for a long time. And now he's going, woo. He's coming up like out of a coma. Woo. Wow. And if you keep him and get him alive, glory to God, get him moving and working, what happens? Glory to God. Your flesh. He all of a sudden goes silent. The spirit of man comes alive and life and the life and the nature of God begins to permeate through you. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate day, day, day only. No, night only. No, day and night. Day and night. I can't do it. Yeah, you can. That's not true. You worry day and night so you can meditate day and night on good things. Worrying, let me tell you, we talked about worrying. Worrying is which bag you think we're worrying? Death. You wonder, you wonder why it's so hard. Things are, you're so oppressed and things are so, you're so sad and you're so down. Because worrying is just like the reverse is really faith, but it's just a negative thing. And guess what? You've got that thing going drip, 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 drip. Another bag. Drip, 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 drip. Right? And then you wonder why you have so much trouble with your flesh. Because it is so energized and so alive because you have been feeding it. Doesn't that make sense? Amen. It's, I mean, this is not hard. 
And he makes it real plain. Whatever you're mindful of, what you keep your mind thinking on, what you allow to come in here, what you feed on, what you feed, I'm amazed at what people feed on all the time. Amen, they're up, they're up in the hospital and they're watching all these shows. You don't need to be feeding on that right now. Book of the law, don't let it out your mouth. That means keep the word going all the time because you, if you do, you're being spiritually minded. You don't want to be switching bags all the time. You want one bag going. that thou mayest observe or see to do according to all that is written therein. Notice, you'll start seeing things. You'll start knowing what to do. Praise God. For then, notice that, then, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success or you'll prosper over the affairs of your life. Is what one translation said. Well, I don't know. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's an everyday. It's an everyday occurrence. Amen. You can't take. You can't take a week. Well, I'm just having a flesh day. Well, think about what you're saying. Really, I mean, in light of what we're saying. Well, I'm just having a flesh day. I mean, I've had those. You know. I'm just so tired, I just need, oh, I just need to relax, turn on the tube, just let everything come in, you know. Give me some more death. I'll <laughs> no, we don't want the flesh. We don't want, we don't want to yield to the flesh whatsoever. We don't want to feed the flesh. And it's all up here in your mind. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Say it, I choose to be spiritually minded. To have life and peace in my life. Holy Ghost, help me. Help me to see what I need to do. Help me to see what I need to start saying and believing. And help me to see what I need to quit. And what I need to get out of my life so that death does not flow into me, but only life. I choose to be spiritually minded tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, so sort of imagine that as you're going this week. Just imagine all of just, hmm, what a drip? What was that? Life or death? 